2: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as thirty minutes without missing a minute of the game.
1: You have forty-seven new voicemails.
2: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum ten dollars per order. Additional terms apply.
3: About to uh, be joined by Carter Freeman here uh, as we'll do a little Carter goes harder. Hour number five, the Power Hour of the G Bag Nation. Oh, yeah, we made it. We got the C-Note Cowboys news of the evening coming up on the other side. Zach Wolchuk alongside Brian Broaddus, Lucius Alexander. We got a Carter Freeman now stepping in studio. Of course, he runs your Twitch and your YouTube. Shout out to all the Twelos out there, the Tubers. And, of course, you are Turn It On and Leave It On listeners as you're all really en- encompassing. You're all in that same family together with us. We We've appreciate people, you all. Odyssey sent out an email. Your total time spent listening to the Odyssey yeah. app. We love you and we appreciate you. A lot of people are sending in, man, I had this amount, this amount, that amount. We got people over 100,000, uh, 90,000, 60,000. We love you. Thank you so Thank much, you so much really. for the support. But uh, our college football expert, Carter Freeman, would used to do a segment uh, with Eric and I when we were doing BetQL. Mm-hmm. And it was Bet Nation. And we'd do a segment called Carter's Corner.
1: Coined by Rick Zapsky, our yes. old producer.
3: Shout out to Rick. Well, now it's time for a little Carter it goes harder. Uh, Carter, anything? Oh, that's right. You don't come on the radio.
1: <laughs> Carter? Carter Goodell. He's Carter Freeman. That Carter is. Freeman? Yeah! Yes, Gavin Dawson. I do indeed come on the radio. I'm here to prove you wrong, even though you're not here to hear this. But thought that was fun. I have exactly. so many old clips of uh, you know people saying my name because I'm usually off camera. So I was like, let's throw some of these together and have a little fun with I it. Want so. to, uh,
0: I want to give you a little shout out, though. You use the CBS's SEC song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to get on you about it. Then I remembered, "Welcome to the SEC, Oklahoma." Uh-huh. We
1: get uh, we're joining the SEC right as uh, ESPN or uh, yeah. uh, SEC's leaving yeah. CBS. That's, uh, my, mm-hmm.
0: th- that's great. When I hear that, when I used to hear that music for CBS, it, you think of two thirty. You hear that music, you think of like there is about to be a great college football game. Are they Southam- gonna still
3: bring the same team over to ESPN? Gary no, Danielson? No,
0: no. I mean no. they're gonna they're gonna do Big Ten football. I they think. might
1: not even do Big Ten. That's something or that the life. two of them have oh, talked about oh, is yeah. that they're not guaranteed that they're gonna be calling those games. And it's gonna wow. be so weird to hear that song, you know, flying over Iowa City whenever Iowa hosts Purdue, right? Or whatever the big two thirty game is.
0: I thought when I listened <laughs> to Gary and and Brad Nessler Brad
3: Nessler, that's it.
0: When when they called those they were calling Big 10 games. They yeah, they, so they did some this year. Yeah. They were so – and even Gary Danielson went to school at Purdue. Mm-hmm. But to me, those are like – well, him and Vern Lundquist, yeah. Tracy Wolfson. Yes. Those are like – when I when I hear their names, I think of SEC football is me what too. I think about. Yeah. I, I I and, it, and, it, and you could hear it in Brad Nessler's voice and Gary Danielson's voice when they were doing a, a game from Indiana versus Indiana and Ohio State. And it just didn't have the same... It was sad. Their sign-off after the SEC championship game broke my heart. I'm oh,
3: like, why yeah. are we
1: doing this? That video, that montage that they produced, yes. Like, I didn't go to an SEC school when I was in school, but that made me emotional just as a fan, remembering mm-hmm. all those moments, all those players, everything about it. So, yeah, it's It's really sad that because I... Would have loved to see OU host that 230 game against Alabama or LSU or whoever, but it's okay. We still got no, We're
0: all going to Baton Rouge at the end of the year (sighs) at Oklahoma and LSU, right?
1: Will I get hurt if I wear OU stuff? No. I'm afraid to go into that stadium wearing the opposing team's colors. No, you'll be fine.
0: You'll be fine. They're going to get you drunk. Yeah, they'll give you a plate. They'll give (laughs) you a plate of food. and and, Brian, this
1: year, Jared's trip, it's Bama at LSU. It's Alabama, yeah. Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. It will be. Yeah, it will be. All right, well, I wanted to talk about National Signing Day. That's okay. definitely the biggest college football thing going on right now. But we, have
0: we lost, Is it been diminished because of the transfer portal?
1: I don't think so. Because you got to think, these kids get to go, like, yes, they can transfer and go to a different school pretty much at their own leisure at this point. I think that'll change eventually. They might restrict some of the transfer rules, not have it be as open as it is now. Like today, I saw Casey Thompson, former Texas quarterback. He's now at FAU. He's leaving again. So he's going to play for his fourth school in a seventh season. And uh, OU might be the school he ends up at, because that's where his dad played. Uh-huh. Wow. So, and OU needs a backup okay. quarterback, unless they want General Booty as their uh, official backup. But yeah, uh, I think it's still a big deal.
0: Charles Thompson's kid? Yes, Casey Thompson. Charles was a baller. Mm-hmm. He was a baller. Right, yeah, was a baller. Mm-hmm. Was not
1: really yeah. baller with on the field and with, the, you know, off uh, the field other too. stuff, yeah, too. Yeah, he was yeah. a baller yeah uh, getting, Wilkerson Hall he was a baller too getting yeah. switzers that uh, those uh, NCAA sanctions or whatever but yeah. I do think it's still a big deal these kids only get to go through this kind of process once where they're being wined and dined or and I,
0: seven times
1: but I I think going <laughs> through it as in high school I yeah. do still think that holds a big like it's the first time they get to experience yeah. something like that so I think for these kids it's it's still a big deal
0: all right let me ask you a question real quick Carter about this do you feel like though that what what about the five, the four and five star quarterback going, and now you have multiple schools recruiting four and five star, and now these coaches don't have loyalty because maybe the four and five star guy is not as good as the guy that's played for three years, yeah, like Oregon, at, at, or, at, Oregon, got uh, yeah, Dante State. Moore and Dylan Gabriel. Yeah, let's say yeah. you're a
3: four or five star. Uh, how, what, oh, am I gonna play
0: ever? Yeah, what are we doing if we're the four and five star? Do we really want to go to these big schools knowing that these coaches are are just enamored with trying to go get transfer portal quarterbacks?
1: I mean, I think it's it's dependent on the school, right? Like, I think that at Oregon, that was where Dante Moore, the former UCLA quarterback who's now transferring there, that's where he originally committed. Yeah. So he saw something there at once, right? So that's definitely still there. And he saw it this year with how successful their offense was. But, uh, you know, it's, it's always kid to kid. You know, it's, you know, depending on how much they buy into really what they're seeing, just being sold by, you know, Ryan Day at Ohio State or, you know, any of the other big coaches, like, um. Yeah, I, I, the Oregon thing's interesting though because they're going to be set up for the next like three years. Sure, like they're just hoarding yeah. them. Like I think they already have the two best quarterbacks in the Big Ten going into next year. Like I, I'm wow. not going to go down all 18 teams, but if you really look at it, like Dylan Gabriel has put up stats before, and Dante Moore, watching him for briefly at uh, UCLA this year, that kid yeah. has all the talent in the world. He has one of the smoothest passing throwing motions I've ever seen. So like I think they're going to be set for a while, but. You know, and talk, talking about other five stars transferring. That's where uh, Kyle McCord, Ohio yeah, State. Right. He ended up at Syracuse. I think that's a perfect fit because he was he was a good quarterback this year. Mm-hmm. Nothing more, nothing less. But when you play quarterback at Ohio State, you're expected to be it. You're expected to contend for a Heisman. I mean, they do went eleven expe- and one. You're
0: expected to be uh, rookie of the year in the NFL the following yeah. year. I mean, you mm-hmm. got CJ mm-hmm. Stroud, your yeah. top
1: ten picks lately. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but you're also expected to beat Michigan. So, yeah. Uh, but him at Syracuse, like I, whenever he transferred or announced he was transferring, I said if he goes to a smaller school. He'll be a hero around there. Yeah. He'll be the best quarterbacks at Syracuse since what?
0: You know, Donovan McNabb. Oh yeah, and there's no question about that. What what happened with his situation Tommy in Nebraska? and Nebraska, then, I mean, what? Where they, w- there was all kinds of of him lining up, mm-hmm. and then we get the flip. Of uh, on we get the flip from Georgia the kid O'Raola O'Raola dad I scouted as at at Nebraska yeah, he played center, was yeah, an yeah, center yeah, yeah. Like yeah the Lions Lions I th- yeah
1: I think that was it is they got a feeler from Ryola, who's you know the highest rated quarterback in this class that he was interested in coming to Nebraska right. and he'd flirted with them before he was originally committed to Ohio State he committed earlier this year committed to Georgia he actually moved to uh, Atlanta area to play high school this year. But then, you know, clearly over the season, it, you know, the Nebraska didn't give up, and they eventually were able to flip him. So I think, I think the fact that Rule was able to get, like, his own kid that he can start with and develop for a couple years, like.
0: Until he gets mad and leaves and goes somewhere else. Sure, but I, I choose not I, to I worry ju- about that no, right now. That's what I'm saying, though. To me, I don't know how you become married to these top-rated quarterbacks. And the great example to me is the kid that's at, at Notre Dame this year. Sam, was, Hartman. Sam Hartman, oh, Yeah, mm-hmm. Hartman all of a sudden, you know, they're like the Wake Forest coach was hilarious talking about because Wake Forest finished their year at Notre Dame and they were doing this big tribute on the board and their coach had basically said, you guys just you just guys just dated him. We were we were like engaged to him. Yeah, you you know, we loved him. We, we, yeah, love yeah, him. you don't love you him. Had him for four we, months. Yeah. we had
1: him for three years. Yeah, yeah he holds all ACC passing records, or at least most of them. I he just was there forever. I
0: just anticipate my quarterback leaving and going somewhere else. I just do. I just feel like that. You know, my quarterback will will find a way. You know, will find it. And I say my quarterback, whoever school you pull for, I just don't feel like my quarterback's going to stay there all four years and play.
1: I just don't it'll probably become more of a rarity, like and that's and even in pro sports, like you know players staying with their own team for yeah. their entire career, like that's becoming pretty rare at this point, so yeah, I mean it, it's trickled down, but it's you know the the thing about college is you love your school no matter what. So right. for me, like I, you know, he's there, like Dylan Gabriel beat Texas this year. Like, right. I will never not love him for, you know, what he did this season. And oh, he, he took part just, in all of the senior day stuff, too. I yeah. didn't even think another year of eligibility left. I didn't
0: that, either. Okay, so but, but, how, but how do you feel now knowing that, you know, you had a year where you did you beat Texas and all that and maybe you're like, well, maybe things turned around a little bit for Oklahoma this year and now you're
3: you got a kid that's ready to play man yeah. that was a big time recruit yeah. well, jackson get, arnold
1: get to see him in the alamo bowl uh, yeah. later this year uh i you know i at this point, it's Dead kind of like, you know, thank you for your service. And so long as you don't go to a school I dislike, I will support you. Like it, Dylan Gabriel going to Oregon, like I wish him all the success in the world because yeah. it has nothing to do with my personal team. And that's how I look at it. I'm like, like if he went to Texas or if he went to, you know, another SEC school we're about to play, mm. I'd be, I think about it a little differently, but mm. since he's kind of off my radar, we wouldn't have to play him until like way later in the season. Like I hope I wish him all the success in the world.
0: See, I, I think I would be bent. I'm a little bent. I mean, I, I, I'm glad the kids get to go and do and make money and all that. But, I mean, I, as, a, as a coach, and we were talking to Zach Martin about that. You know, you develop these guys, and then all of a sudden, there's somebody else's guys. You know, you are developing offensive lineman or quarterbacks or receivers. You know, you go through all that. And as a coach, now you're having to protect your roster. You know, you recruited all these kids, and now you're having to protect to keep them. I, I think, man, that's that's a tough. Game. It is a tough deal. But haven't coaches been able to
1: up and leave whenever they want oh, for the sure. entire yeah. history of the sport? But
0: yeah, but that, but but I'll say this though, coaches coaches no loyalty up in, either thank way. You, there's there is no loyalty. But I, I will say this though uh, about the coach, it, it it's I don't see coaches leaving like players leaving. I see I, I see. Well, there's much less coaches. Well, I, but I but like I said, there's but much less opportunity. I'm sure. Yeah. Right. But I, the the loyalty. The loyalty, there's no loyalty for anybody. There's no loyalty for the players. There's no loyalty for the coaches because, as I said, they're recruiting five-star kids, signing them, and then getting a kid out of the transfer portal that's been playing a three-year starter at Oklahoma. Yeah, or something like that. And that's really
1: interesting to me because USC was set up in a way where once Caleb Williams was gone, they had Malachi Nelson, right, former Formerly committed to OU, followed Lincoln to Lincoln Riley to USC. He was going to be the starter next year. I don't see why he wouldn't be.
3: I think that kid's about to go to Ohio State.
1: And yeah, he's gone. And yeah. because Ohio because uh, USC's been flirting with uh, like Will Howard, the yeah. former Kansas State quarterback, and a couple other guys who are like uh, the Washington State kid. Can't think of his name right now. Oh, Cam, Cam Ward.
3: Ward. They, they're. Well, they got Will Howard. Maybe Ward goes there too did how Howard, win? Well, Howard he went. officially went yeah. okay
1: so but they're more interested in that now and i think that's crazy that you have a kid who is so highly touted so highly recruited that you're willing to forgo him for the guy at k state who is i think like he's a college starter yeah. but you're you're will- like i think it's we we're talking about situations earlier lincoln riley and usc had such a poor year this year i think they feel like they have to win they can't allow malachi mm. nelson to go through this you know, maturation veins, period yeah. throughout an entire season, especially when they're going to the Big Ten next year, and the kind of opponents they're going to play are totally different. Mm-hmm. So it's all situational, but you want to talk about no loyalty and players transferring. Did you know Colorado only had five players commit to them yesterday? Yeah. What? They had five.
3: But they, One of them but, was the big offensive tackle?
1: Not yet. So they had six commits. Five of them said, yes, we're, we, they signed their national letter of intent with Colorado yesterday. Jordan Seaton, he's the number one offensive line recruit in the country. He plays at IMG this year. Mm. He's from the Washington DC area. He didn't sign his national letter of intent yesterday. And now all these, you know, insiders Dude, who went are connected in
3: F S one and committed to the buffs. Yes,
1: with uh, on Skip's show or yeah, whatever.
3: What are what you doing? doing?
4: No
1: They're all <laughs> saying he might flip to Maryland now because that's closer to home. Right. So now Colorado, they have the number one transfer class in yeah. the country this oh, season. Yeah, yeah, they have sure. sixteen transfers and you know, they got a bunch of linemen, but um, no,
0: that's all they care about. I yeah. don't think I don't think they're really interested. I don't think they're really interested in trying to develop anybody. I think Dion understands it's a year-to-year proposition. Well, and now with he's both kids that thing gone like a, after this year,
3: Dion's probably thinking, yeah, maybe I can yeah. get a team to draft both my sons and go coach for them. No,
0: he's treating he's treating his team like a pro team. He he's tr- he's treating his team like he every year he's going to have thirty percent turnover on his roster.
1: Yeah, it's wild, and I don't right now. You know, at the beginning of the season they beat TCU. He's like, oh, yeah. you know. You know you know, you got receipts. That yada, Stanford yada, yada. loss was bad. They oh, they had that, that Stanford game. That, that, that could have been another win. I stayed up till 2 in the morning watching that game. But I don't uh, think – The Colorado
0: State game, The too, proof yeah.
1: in the pudding is not quite there yet. And he's trying to do the same thing he did last year again this year. And, you know, just go get a bunch of guys in yeah. the portal, a bunch of offensive linemen. That's what he did last year. It didn't work. Yeah. So, I don't know if a a bigger school at some point – Is going to see this way he does it and say, and they're going to be like, Yes, we're okay with you not going after the top high school players. We're okay with these transfer portal players. I don't see that happening with like a maybe like an Auburn or you know, one of those southeastern schools that he was rumored to before he went to Colorado.
0: But see, you're in a situation too. These programs that are interested, I heard Auburn the other day talking about they're interested in the high school relationships and all that. That might be a team that all of a sudden doesn't have the money, they're paying their coaches. They're still paying like two, three coaches, you know, but maybe they don't have the NIL money. Maybe that's the problem. Maybe these teams that aren't, that, you know, that you'll see, oh, we're interested in the high school athlete and we want to recruit and all that. Those are the teams that are like in the NFL they are trying to get cheap labor where everybody else is going out and buying the best players. You're going to see teams that are going to not, that they're going to, but how much do you ask these alums for? There's going to be a point in time where the alums say, hey, I love the school. But also, I've given you twenty million dollars the last five years, and what have we done? You know, you've spent it on players, and we haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, you know, that's the thing. I, I, I think you're going to see some programs that are going to say we're going to have to go and go on the high school player route, where others like in Colorado, they're going to full on try and buy as many players as they can, and if that. If that goes in the ditch, like you say, I think Dion will walk. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Yeah. Well. Well. The next year with the 12 team playoff, I mean, you know, you've got uh, eight more spots yeah. for teams to make it. You know, it's a lot more open. So one of these years, if it works out to where a Colorado or someone similar makes a playoff, even as like a 11 or 10 seed, like more more team more schools will start to follow that, but. Yeah. Yeah, as of right now, next year's Big 12, Colorado has the worst recruiting class by a country mile. Yeah. So, wow. And
0: yeah. that might be bad for somebody if, if Dion leaves. That might be absolutely oh, bad yeah. for somebody that has no players. It's kind of like watching the New England Patriots play. Mm-hmm. When you don't draft and all of a sudden the coach goes or going to probably go away, what's there on the roster? No doubt. Yeah,
3: Carter, thank you so much, man. Enjoy the Stars game. We'll do this again tomorrow. Thank
0: Here's you, guys.
1: You're the
3: best. Carter Freeman. Uh, you can always check him out on the Twitter. What's the Twitter, Carter?
1: Let me turn my mic back on. That is CFREE1053. Cfree1053. Boom. Give him a follow.
3: Dude's awesome, and he's going to do uh, the Stars game with Joey the Jet Erickson tonight. All right, let's get some C-Note going. Cowboys news of the evening. We got uh, Stefan Gilmore catching up with Richard Sherman, talking C.D. Lamb, and more from today's locker room session. That's next.
1: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
2: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game.
3: Time for the C Note Cowboys news of the evening. We've got a couple of good nuggets from the locker room earlier today. We got a full house. I mean, we got the, the get right, getting ready to kick off with Reginald Atatula and the three time, three time, three time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Bobby Belt's chilling up here because we got love of the star you guys are about to yes. record.
0: yeah. Thanks for Bobby. Bobby hadn't slept since. I Bobby's only...
3: been cruising around the entire Metroplex today. He's
0: been on the radio for. He, he had a, a, a marathon day today. Woo! Yeah. That's what he does. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, <laughs> blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah
3: but I did see uh Stephon Gilmore Gilly who was Gilly. on with Richard Sherman on Richard Sherman's podcast oh. today. remember Richard Sherman <laughs> uh, while he was on with Skip Bayless on undisputed just ripped CD lamb and said he's not a number one receiver mm-hmm. you look at what he's doing he's not getting over 50 yards a game blah 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 and ever since then CD took off yeah CD is getting you know 150 yards back to back game. did it three games in a row with 10 plus catches 150 yep. plus yards which is crushing it and uh, Gilly and Richard Sherman talking about CD this season.
4: Yeah, it's it's crazy because I, I played against him last year, but he was mostly in the slot. Um, but I didn't know he was that good until I actually was on the team with him, um, just seeing how he moved, you know, how elusive he is in his routes. Um, and and I think with him and Dak's connection, it's making him maybe more better. And I think uh, this year he's really taking on that, that role where he want to be great you know and I don't know last year I think he did want to be great but I think this year he he wants the ball um, he want to impact the game in a positive way each and every play and um he's showing that and I think uh for sure he's the number one receiver and he's proven that each and every week this is so another, he's, he's proving this this year he's yeah. he he's improved it week after week after week he yeah. said hey you got him mm-hmm. yeah he's uh he, he's bigger. he got great hands um he's uh he's he can go outside inside. He's better like I say his release game is this is, is nice, you know that's one thing that stick out to to me with him and um like I say, he embraced he he wants the ball every <laughs> you want those guys on your team. so right. um, he's he's been a great player this year
0: this week will be very interesting.
3: Because you've mentioned Jalen Ramsey, yeah, Rams
0: is going to go with him.
3: That's going to be a fun yeah. matchup, and you've got a chance against a guy who, for the last what five to seven years, yeah. has been considered one of the best corners, if not the best corner in the game.
0: Yeah, He's, you got a
3: chance to keep proving you're a wide receiver one.
0: Yeah, th- these are the kinds of games where, when uh, they start to talk about All Pro, yeah, you know this is where the voters will look and say, man, how about that that time that Ceedee Lamb and and Ramsey went at it, and uh, and you know, well, and Lamb had a really nice day. You know, he had eight receptions, uh, hundred and five. You know, because when you play against Ramsey, he's so competitive, and you know, he he as we mentioned, left right, he goes inside. He doesn't back away, and and Gilly even talked about it though the release. I mean, this is going to be key in this game yeah. for for him for uh, Lamb. He's going to have to be able to shake ramsey quick off the jump and then if you and then put him in a a trail position uh to be able to have to try and cover but if you look at the metrics man i'll tell you what that since ramsey's come back you know you're about 50 percent completing the ball they've got some guys in the secondary that give up some big numbers but they but they they like i say we'll we'll see how it works out with ramsey and lamb Others are gonna to have to step up in this game. Yeah, you it's, need Brandon it, Cooks, Jake yeah. Ferguson.
3: And maybe it ends up being like maybe it ends up being wide receiver three. You know, like yeah. you got Cedric Wilson who, you know, you, you, you were hoping maybe you could find a way to get back when the mm-hmm. Dolphins were mulling, should we trade mm-hmm. him? He just had a big play for a touchdown. It, it was either last week or the week before for him, but you might need a Gallup or a, a Jalen Tolbert. Yeah. Or somebody that you're not expecting to step up and make some plays in this one.
0: It, it's 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 a really evenly matched team when you look at their and they, and they've got some issues. They've got some issues on their offensive line, which hopefully will help the Cowboys. And, you know, we'll see how healthy the Dolphins secondary is because they've got some issues as, as, as Dallas, Dallas is going to, they're going to have their hands full on this one. Having to deal with, you know, we'll see what, with Hill's situation at wide receiver for them. You know, is he going to be that explosive player that uh, we've, we've seen through the majority of the season? Is the ankle going to bother him? It he get tackled and all of a sudden now he has a, a setback with that. Uh, but uh, there there's a there, there's a lot riding on for both teams in this football game. It really, is. Dallas needs both both these teams because all of a sudden now if you look at Miami, you know Buffalo's kind of knocking on the door right now, and then they also play. The final game of the year, they play, you know, Buffalo and Miami play. Yeah, I mean, if so, it, it, that could be for
3: the division title if can Miami loses yeah. and Buffalo wins. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. Yeah, fascinating to the development that's going on in the AFC East right now. CeeDee Lamb talking to reporters today on the key for the Cowboys to start fast on the road, he said, quote, completions, stay yeah. above the sticks, continue to move the ball. Yeah. That's the best way. Play fast, stay out there on the field, not being necessarily limited and being explosive. That's how you start fast. I mean, the more the closer we get to this one, I know the talk all week's been how bad the Cowboys' defense was and they couldn't stop the run. I think this is all about how well does the Cowboys' offense play.
0: I think that, the, the in my opinion, the best remedy for anything the Cowboys do defensively especially having to deal with the run game is their offense their offense needs to find a way to put pressure and Miami can score Miami has the ability to score but Miami has a quarterback he's playing at a very high level but if Dallas can find a way to get that pass rush going if they can make Miami very one-dimensional we'll see you know Mike McDaniel is a very patient coach I mean there was one time yeah he he I remember they clicked over. He clicked over on the headset one time. He says, "Guys, I'm about to run this football." He ran it ten straight times. You know, he says, "Somebody try and talk me out of running the football here." You know, and they didn't. He ran ten straight plays uh, and ran the football ten straight plays. He's he's got quality running backs. His offensive line's a little compromised right now, but how do you play around compromised offensive line? You know, pin and pull. uh, You know, not going toe to -to toe with with uh, the you know the Cowboys, but he has to realize that McDaniel has to realize it's like Dallas they struggle with the perimeter running game they do and 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 what's the one thing the dolphins do very well perimeter running game you know they're going to they're going to try and get the ball on the edge and they're going to challenge your 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 edges to be able to hold up and they're going to challenge your safeties to fill and their corners to fill and your linebackers to play at a very very high level and you know play downhill and you know that that was not very very clear that how the Cowboys, the Cowboys. It was very clear that the Cowboys played poorly as a front seven last week, and they have another game like that. They're gonna. They're gonna. You know. They're gonna come home with another defeat.
3: Yeah, and then that could cause a snowball effect, much like what you're seeing right now with Philadelphia having dropped three in a row. Because you yeah. got another tough test against another good running team in Detroit at home yeah. the following week. Micah on the Cowboys playing better on the road. Quote: There's a mindset of how you approach it. When you're at home, you're comfortable. You kind of do what you do. When you're on the road, you're in a new space, you're in a new area, just a new environment, and the mindset is the lion is roaming. Does he take over the land, or does he die? Mm-hmm. Last week we died. Yeah. We got to take over some land this week.
0: Yeah, he's, he's not wrong. He, he knows that there's so much relying on defense on him, and this defense is good. This defense is really good when they can rush the passer, when they could know when they, they could force turnovers. We saw what happens in the running game when teams when somebody just decides they're going to run the football. But they've got to find a way when they get those stops and get off the field on third down, they can't have defensive holding. They can't have illegal contact. They can't have hands to the face. They can't have roughing the quarterback. And you got Sean Hockley this week. You know, and I pray yeah, that guy's I annoying. pray, you know, Sean Hockley, we all have the nightmare of him in the Raiders game you know, that time where him and his crew just totally took, took over, over the game. The game. Yeah. And so Awful. you would you would think that, that, you know, hopefully that Sean Hockley and his crew will not do the same here, but you just never know uh, what, what you're going to get with those guys. You really don't. Uh, Tua also
3: was quoted earlier today, and he was talking about actually growing up a Cowboy fan. The Cowboys were my favorite team growing up. They played in primetime a lot and in Hawaii. Yeah. Primetime's like 3 p.m. We were like, dang, it's night over there. The sun is still up over here. I come from a family that are big Cowboy fans, but not anymore. Everyone is a Dolphins fan, and the ones who will support the Cowboys are probably not my family anyways. In regards to playing the Cowboys on Sunday, Tua said it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool for the moment, just being able to see the star, being able to see those guys in their jerseys and whatever and whatnot. Some of the guys that are playing, I used to watch them while I was in high school playing high school football, and now I get to play against some of the guys on their team. That'll be cool, but at the end of the day, I got a job, and we want to go out there and beat them. I'm hoping uh, Tua gets some of the Luka Doncic, first time he played LeBron, Mm. wide-eyed. Maybe he ends up uh, playing poorly because he's playing against the Cowboys' nice. the star. It, it would be nice. It's a Little if, starstruck out yeah, there. It would be literally. nice.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice if he dropped a couple of snaps or. oh whoops! There's got, Micah. Got hit, you know, and the ball comes flying yeah. out of there. Holy crap! I love Demarcus Lawrence. Yeah, okay, but it, just yeah, some defensive, some turnovers. Maybe maybe some opportunities. They didn't get one last week. No, they sure. Even did. though they should have. Yeah, they sure have. They, they absolutely had, should had a have. challenge. Should challenged that thing. Call timeout.
3: Okay, so I saw this, and let's. I'm going to ask you: did this get, does this get corrected at all? Three alarming trends following the Cowboys' loss to the Bills. You mentioned we just talked about one penalties.
0: Cowboys lead the league in penalties. No,
3: not going to get fixed.
0: No, and and you know, but I but hopefully it's not at like the killer times that I was talking about on yeah. third down. You you are who you are right now, and we asked Zach Martin, and he talked about Mike uh, Mike and what they do, and to talk about it. So, it you know they're talking about it, the actions. You know, they say hey, let's not get penalties, but what do they do? They get penalties. Just hope they're not the ones that kill them. They had a lot of penalties. A lot of penalties, mm-hmm. and then the run defense. I mean, uh, that's a, that's going to be a challenge. Uh, but you know, they, I, I think that it, with with Miami's questions on the offensive line, who depending on who their starters are, there at the right side, they like I said, a lot of pin and pull. Get ready for that. Tight ends helping, fullback in the game. A lot of weird formations. Uh, Dallas is going to have to be ready. That ball's going to come. It's ball is going to come off the edge. They got speed, they got some power, they will break some tackles. So, yeah, you you just have to be, you have to be, you have to be, you have to get off blocks, and it's, I know it sounds very simplistic to say, but that's what run defense is. It's effort, it's technique, it's about playing, it's about playing the way you need to play. And have an attitude about not letting that guy in front of you dominate you the way they did last week.
3: Man, this was embarrassing. According to Next Gen, the Bills had a 17 percent successful run rate over expected, the NFL's yeah. highest in three years. Yeah. Cowboys defensive line cannot get driven off the ball at the snap again, which I yeah. don't think will happen. But I mean, they they, they got to trust their eyes, and they cannot over pursue. They have because they be, will crush yeah, you.
0: That absolutely will. Yep. the ball that like I say the Jets did a little a pretty decent job of handling the inside runs. But the perimeter runs were a fact.
3: Big issue. And then yeah. the run game efficiency and losses against winning teams. Now, some of this, I think, is game script. But in the three losses against Buffalo, San Fran, and Philly, Cowboys ran the ball 60 times yeah. for 219 yards. That's an average of 3.65 a carry.
0: They ran it better against Buffalo, though. They
3: did. And that's the issue. I mean, in two out of those three games, they were blowouts. Yeah. To where, like, you're, you, you get away from the running game. Now we're forced to throw. Yeah. So I think some of those numbers are a little skewed there. But it'd be nice if you can come out and run the football against Miami. But I think you're, you're, I think you're absolutely right. I think this is an offense. The Cowboys need their offense to come out humming. They have do. a chance to win this they one. Do. They, they, need, really they
0: do. Every time that they get an opportunity to score, find a way to get it home. All right, let's uh, cross-talk
3: with the get-right. Tonight's version is Reginald Atatula and Chris Arnold. We talk with those fellas next in The Fan.
5: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
3: <laughs> Thank you, L.A. Uh, it is time now for Crosstalk with the Get Right. We got Reginald Atatula in the three-time, three-time, three-time Hall of Famer. Chris Arnold, this is going to be fun, fellas. How y'all doing?
6: I can feel it coming in the air tonight. Can you? Oh, uh, I'm no. doing all right myself. Chris,
0: room. you're Miami vice guy, right? Uh, Number one, new show. I'm
6: familiar with it. Yes, quite a bit.
0: Quite a bit. Mm-hmm. You weren't on it, were you? At one time, <laughs> I figured maybe. Yeah, cameo. Back I know what you're Maybe Don Johnson do and Chris.
6: Michael a... Thomas. I had to wear some Philip Michael Thomas clothes one day. Did you? Yeah, and the scruffy beard look, and
0: yeah.
6: Yeah, I'm familiar with that fine.
0: Boys. I used to go to those parties and push up my sleeves. <laughs> that's, that's, roll up uh, my uh, sleeves. There you <laughs> go. Yeah.
3: Uh, we got Canucks and Stars tonight. You guys uh, got a prediction? <laughs> uh, the Stars need to get back stars. to win a ways. That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, stars yeah, Stars are going to stand on his head. Well done. Stars are going to win. All right, uh, re- <laughs> seriously, though, last night, Chris, I know you were in the building. Yep. Mavs, I thought, holy crap! I'm not. I mean, at halftime of that one, I'm gonna be honest with you. I really wasn't paying too much attention. I kind of checked out. I'm like, I'm just gonna focus on the draft prep. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, third quarter, it's like, okay fourth quarter they nine minutes left holy crap Dante Exum buries the corner three mm-hmm. are they about to do this thing uh, unfortunately I think they just ran out of gas and Kawhi took over and kudos to you Reds you called Kawhi you're you like, did call MVP four. yeah I called Kawhi but I also he, tried he to look like it
7: I tried to get you to a place where you're not worrying too much about this game and the Mavs gave you reasons to you know tap back into this game they did did a good job in that third quarter playing defense uh, having the, the Clippers miss basketballs and honest, honestly went on a pretty good run that I appreciated a good amount. They were down they just, by
6: 22. Yeah. When over. they came back, this was so crazy. When they came back, do you realize Luka did not score a single point in mm-hmm. the third quarter? Yeah. Wow. It wasn't Luka bringing them back. It was like, wait a minute. Like Hardy, Everybody TGK. else has stepped up. So if they were going to steal this victory, because you know the Mavericks are injured, if they are going to steal this victory, everybody's going to have to step up with Luka. Luka was dominant the first half. Third quarter, it wasn't like he was missing shots. They had this. give Tyler a little lot of credit. He said, "Guard Luca, yeah. dare the rest of them to do anything, and the rest of them stepped yeah. up." Of course, like Red said, Kawhi said, "Y'all must have forgot about me." Uh, yeah. uh, uh,
0: uh, uh. <laughs> hey, yeah. Red, you 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 get, well, both you guys know this NBA really well. I wonder if there's a stat of teams that steal wins without their full lineup. They don't have a stat for that. Like how many teams no, have should. won? I'd love to see a. a a, a breakdown of if you're not at full strength if you have say you lose you got two guys out mm-hmm. and I'm not talking about rest out mm-hmm. right but I'm talking about teams that have injured players yeah who's won the most games? Being short-handed in the NBA, I'm certain. Off there's the top a way. of your head, can there's, you can you think of somebody? Way
7: to, I know that uh, the, a couple seasons ago, the Grizzlies were really good about that when really? John Morant was out. Now that's last right, season, yeah. they're yeah. oddly not they very good at it. Good
0: um, I'm trying to think. Did the, well, the Bucks the that? Bucks ever a team that they lose like three guys and they are 76? Well, 76ers is I don't know. <laughs> but see, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if there. I think it'd be pretty cool to see a stat. Like, so-and-so has, yeah. has shorthanded wins. I'm, yeah.
7: I'm sure there's a way to view it because, obviously, you can get all sorts of lineup data when it comes to the NBA. And yeah. one thing about the NBA that's really good that I appreciate, uh, their actual, like, um you know, league website yeah. has their stats down to a TN that's real sortable, just a whole bunch of data yeah. there. So if you know how to work it, you can find a lot of that data. So I imagine, and this is how you probably see the likes uh, all, all the you know really good basketball yeah. minds of the world, they'll go and they'll really get deep into those things, find the lineup numbers. There's ways to find it. I just, off the top of my head, I can't really get to that place.
0: Okay, the next question I have for you two is uh, that, that uh, Zach Luci- Lucius and I came up with during the Pro Bowl, since they're doing tug-of-war and all that. Yeah. We want to see four-by-four four relay, two fat guys, hmm. two speed guys. I'm in. I'm and in. and, and fat awesome. guy has to be anchor the He has to run the last leg.
7: Oh, so we're just gonna get big dudes tumbling at some point, right? We're, we're
0: getting big dudes. Dancing it's gonna bears. be. It's gonna be Hill yeah. handing it to Wilkins, you know, for. <laughs> and that, you know, what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But it's gonna be. It's gonna be somebody flying. Handed to somebody that might not be flying.
7: I almost want to have in some of the, some of those instances have
0: the big boys
7: racing against the the you know maybe like so you're saying four dude. and four yeah like just w- to just see th- if you can lap them. In part because man, I, I think that people do not give our big boys in the NFL enough credit for yeah. just how damn fast they're, they're moving. Good. That right, weight, right right like this these dudes people are like oh he's big I can move faster than him no the hell you cannot these dudes are yeah, like Miles fast. Garrett can cover
2: ground.
0: See, but that's what I, would say. I want Silk to see. I want to see Sam Williams yeah, yeah I oh, want to no see kid. like the 300 pounder plus it's got to be an offensive lineman. yeah it's got yeah, to be you have a big DT. Yeah, the the NFC mm-hmm. versus the AFC but you have to you take two of your fastest and make sure we have an offensive guard yeah, uh, finishing yeah, this exactly. out. Is that what yeah. you going for here now, you might have Lane Johnson. The guy lane the field, Johnson, right? or anchoring maybe for he could I think he can lane Tyler Johnson. Smith Tyler Smith could probably run but well, that's what I'm saying. Would you guys be okay with
7: that? 100%. I feel like track track and field, but p- particularly the track portions of it, is the most purest form of competition. So, yeah, bring that to these guys. Let them com- compete in that way. Yeah, I want to see it. I'll pay pay per view for that, honestly. I think it'd be amazing. I'm so in
3: it.
0: Okay, I, I think people are all- Instead, on. Instead, they got dodgeball, though. Yeah. yeah. Dodgeball. Dodgeball.
3: It's a I'll
0: tell you what Chris I I kind of Chris I'm kind of interested in We're from that yeah. era where they had that hard rubber ball, that red ball. Yes. You got, hit in, yep. you got hit in the head. You you were concussed. For real. But you kept playing. <laughs> yeah, you kept playing. Mm-hmm. Even though you were concussed.
3: a little woozy, but it's all good. What do you guys got coming up on the show? Uh
7: at nine o'clock, we're going to build a cowboy's naughty or nice list. Oh. oh, that's an amazing idea!
3: Yeah, I love yeah. that.
7: Yeah, so we're gonna go through well, uh, you thinking, the most man? prevalent. Oh, buddy, John, I'm, I'm spending all day racking my brain. You yeah. don't want to do this. No. Yeah. You don't want to do this. But, trying but no, over I'm here. Ryan. Okay, I'm trying. Really excited to do that. And of course, uh, you know, we'll also get into what your favorite Christmas tradition is. Trying to get into
6: that Christmas spirit as okay. we're, we're rolling us Give me some drum. Go Collins on those skins. Yes, thank you, Lucius. I hate to interrupt, but that that was the drum
0: solo. That was perfect. That That was well done. That was the one show where the ending wasn't always happy. Miami Vice.
7: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: It usually ended up with like... Crockett's girlfriend getting blown up by somebody or something like that, you know? Yeah. And
7: there's just like that jazzy guitar. And yeah, like and at the end uh-huh. of it, everybody's kind of like.
0: Yeah. yeah, and then you saw Michael Mann, executive producer. Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know, I mean? that's And you're like, damn, that just ended badly for everybody. Real law and order before law and order. Just so yeah, while yeah. you bring up Miami Vice, that's what the Cowboys are playing on Christmas yeah? Eve. Yeah? Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Okay, so we're getting a little iffy on Tyron now in that bag. Yeah. Uh,
7: yeah, like, did, did we have any indication no, about that? not because, until like, yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. And then McCarthy says today that yeah. that happened during the game. Like, when the uh, hell did I had no happen? idea.
6: No idea. Yeah. I was out at the start of the day. Did I, did not, I did not see him wandering around. Sometimes you see him wandering around. You say, okay, he's there. He's not practicing, but he's wandering around. I didn't see him wandering around. He might be in traction as we speak. Uh, let's hope not. We're I probably. will say this. There was an antidote that happened in uh, the Dak Prescott ganger. Somebody actually brought up, okay. What do you say? It? Somebody says they got the uh, blueprint for the Cowboys. And Dak said, "Who said that?" And they said Vic Fangio. Dick and Fangio. he said, and Dak immediately snapped back, "Well, that was in 2021." Yeah. Uh huh. What about now? Yeah. What about now? I mean, Dak wasn't having it. Have y'all enjoyed just how
7: spicy Dak Prescott's gotten this season? I mean, yes, I have.
0: I think I mm-hmm. think he's had enough of our BS. I appreciate it. I think he's had enough. He's,
6: it started off when he like, oh, y'all asking about the interceptions again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, think yeah. he's Remember had that? enough.
3: Yeah. yeah. They brought up the 49ers game going yeah. into the, or the Eagles game. He's yeah. like, oh, we're still back there? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: He's had enough. I'm had into enough. It. Yeah. I like Spicy
3: Dak. And I hope he brings it on Sunday because they're going to need that offense to perform. You they know, know that offense out of with is
6: their best defense. I'm glad glad you said that, Chris. Mm -hmm. Very true. Glad you said that. All
3: right, fellas, have a kick-ass show. Appreciate you, my man. The Get Right coming up, 7-11. Reginald Atatula, Chris Arnold. Until tomorrow, shout-out to Lucius Alexander, Carter Freeman, Brian Broaddus, on behalf of Eric Chiafalo, and the General Gavin Dawson. I'm Zach Wolch. Until tomorrow at 2. Hugs and hand-pounds, everybody.